0: You're listening to The Smartest Guys in Marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Smartest Guys in Marketing podcast, the only podcast that you should be listening to every single day. I want you to share it with your wife. I want you to share it with your husband, your kids, your, your mom and dad. Everybody should listen to this because it's going sp- to make you wealthy. It's going to make you healthy. Bro,
1: we're going to get sued if you don't stop. Stealthy. It's going to get you so many wives and so <laughs> many husbands. What are you yeah. talking about today, bro? We were talking about
0: this scam. We're bringing the scams back because people are like, guys, I need more scams. And so we're like, okay, well, we are your guys. (laughs) We know all the scams. We know all the scams. And this scam is the client is always right. You know what I say to that, bro? You want to know? Tell me. I say, screw that.
1: (laughs) Screw that scam. That was such a letdown. You're like, you want to know? Do you Watch really, us, bro. This is a Do you really want to know? <laughs> Do you want to know more than anything else? Screw that. <laughs> Screw that, guys. So why is this a scam? It's bullcrap, man.
0: Everybody, like, growing up, even my dad told me, Chris, the customer's always right. And I just felt inside. like, no, nah, man. That can't be right. But I believe... is him. as a four-year-old, is thinking, no, dad, that's not right. No, dad. Stop lying to me, dad. So... Yeah. But this yeah on a serious note that's what, that's what we've been taught
1: to believe in the business world, yeah. and I don't agree with it. I think there's a fine line here between being able to accept feedback from yeah. your market, what's working, what's not working, and then being able to allow like a client who's by definition because they're hiring you, their stuff is broken come in and tell you how to fix it so this, is what, this sometimes happens, and it's like it's hilarious and. Uh, We love teaching this stuff, but a client will get on the call with us or Mike or whoever is consulting them through their, their, whatever they're doing. Uh, Sometimes it's me. Sometimes it's not, but they'll basically be like, I don't know how to fix this. The situation is broken. You do. And by the way, I'm going to tell you how I want you to fix it. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. It's like going to the doctor and being like, I don't know what's wrong with me, but something's not right. And your here I'm going to di- dangling your arm is <laughs> dangling off. <laughs> here I'm going to dictate the I'm going to dictate the terms by which I expect you to fix my issue. And on one hand, it's funny, and on the other hand, it's like kind of sad because culturally, we've built this allowance for people to do that. And the true leaders and the true titans that come up to the front, the guys that we all know about. Henry Ford and Bezos and Steve jobs and Musk and all these guys, they're famous for saying like, basically the customer doesn't know what they want. (laughs) Yeah. You have to give it to them and show them. And uh, I think there's a balance here between accepting the feedback that the market gives you. And then also at the same time coming in and fixing someone's mess, you're the one that can do that. So you have the authority and really a client needs to follow the process and kind of go through that with you.
0: You know what yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing that a lot of our clients, and I'd say the majority of them, they don't understand the line in their business. Um, and so, what most often happens, I think, there's a couple reasons why this is the case. One, they have been taught that hey, the customer's always right; you should do what the customer says. And two, they don't have enough opportunity in their business to say whenever the customer goes over their line, right, that they've established, they can say, you know what, this isn't working out. Appreciate Fire it, but yeah, we're going to move on. But they don't have that power, right? Because they don't have enough opportunity in their business to where they feel like they can do that and not even have, give it a second thought. So I want to say one thing is you have to establish the line in your business, right? And the line is what your prospects or your, what your customers cannot cross. And when they do cross that, it's like, oh, hell no, you cannot do that right? So you have to establish those boundaries. Um, and if you're scared, you got to get over it, one. And if you're scared, number two, you got to have enough opportunity in your business to where it doesn't matter, right? We've had that happen all the time. Like, or many times in the past, people have come in and they've tried to dictate and we're like, no, hell no. Either you yeah. fall in line with our
1: process <laughs> yeah, or deuces. Yeah. Here's your money back. Best of luck. Goodbye. Yeah. Which requires a stream of people coming in to be able to do that. Yeah. Because I think if not, it creates turmoil. Like that
0: customer, that client, if you basically bend to their will, then it just brings chaos because it breaks your system. Like it's a very emotional thing. And that's very expensive. Even beyond the money, right? Let's say if your customer is, they paid you 5,000 or 10,000. I think many times what, business owners don't realize is how much more that actually costs in just the time, the emotions, the chaos that you have to deal with that customer,
1: that client that sucks. Would you agree? A hundred percent. And the health issues that come with that with being chronically stressed out about things. And whenever a client is not willing to follow the process, the chances of them getting results is severely diminished. Yes. And that's another thing is like, sometimes people are like, um, you know, I want to cater to this person. Because it's such an opportunity for me to get results, blah, blah, blah. But oftentimes, like when you relinquish leadership and you start, you know, whistling seeing up to people, you stop being a leader. And then the chances for them to get results in their own business or their own life, depending on what you do, is going to go down. And so this is why it's important. Like, I really, really love the doctor frame of like, you know, a doctor is where they're at because they know more about the human body than you do they know more about medicine than than you do they know how the process works and uh it's not really it's a non issue if somebody comes in and they're like hey i really need this fix and by the way here's how i want you to fix me and the doctor's like that won't work they're like well that's that's how i'm i want you to fix me i'm going to go to someone else doctor's like okay goodbye you're an idiot you're gonna die sorry yeah you know it's not like oh and then they that doctor just like you know starts, you know, bitching and moaning. And it's like, I'll do whatever you want me to because then that doctor is going to get sued for malpractice. And then it's, it's the same thing in your business. It's the exact same thing. And then more on that, when you do cater, most of the times those clients are going to be the same clients that kind of take advantage of you. Yeah, as well. Yep. And I think this is harder for me than for Chris.
0: I think sometimes like, you know, when, when someone, maybe they're launching a consulting offer, or maybe they're expanding their client business where they've done for you and they want to start doing consulting, for example, or vice versa. They might not have like absolute confidence in themselves just yet. Right. So I think you can be a little bit fluid, but still have boundaries when you're starting out. So when we started with our consulting offer, it was a beta program. Like we didn't like just have it completely fleshed out. We knew that we could help people get results, but even within that we still have boundaries. Like we wouldn't let clients just call us at all hours of the nights and, just push us and, you know, tell us what to do, right? Even within like that discovery period where we were still building out our processes, we still had boundaries. And I think that's important. And if you look at it, once you get to that place, it'd be like, you know, someone coming to Elon, you know, he's, he's got a process for building out the Tesla, right? It goes through a process line and that's where you should get at with your business. Like, dude, how confident are we and how process oriented are we? To get clients' results. Right? It's right very systematic. 100%. 100%.
1: Now. So it's like,
0: yeah. it's like if I wanted a car, you know, that was like a BMW i8, like I just go to Elon and say, hey, can you it's put this in your process line? Horrible car, by the way. <laughs> Shout out to Lincoln Auger, our buddy, who's got one. Right? But how stupid would that be? It's like, hey, yeah, you know, let's put this into your, your chain, your, your It'd system. Be like, no. It wouldn't work. Like, it would just work suck. Me. And so it's the same thing in your business. But if you don't have that process built out, then obviously you have
1: issues. Mm. So what if people are in a place where it's like, you know, I've been doing this wrong and I didn't hire you guys like I knew that I should have, like mommy and daddy told me to. <laughs> 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 no, you know, I've been doing this wrong. Like, how do, how do I fix it? I've been getting taken advantage of. I've been in this position you're talking about. What's the solution? What's the key? Get on the phone with us. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like if you've already tried to do it yourself and it's not working, you might not understand what the boundary should be. So someone who's done it really well, that is going to be the best way. Right. But if not, whatever your situation is, I mean, hopefully you're just not dumb. Right. Or just being cheapskate. But if just your situation is not like actually allowing you to connect with us, then you just have to understand, and I think one of the big points is what's going to elevate your stress and what's going to break your system. Like I think stress is a really, really important thing um, that you have to use as a barometer. And if you have a client to where you see an email from them, you see a message from them, you see a text, and first mm-hmm. of all, if you're seeing anything in all of those locations, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But if you see that and you get like a sick feeling in your gut, probably a good indication that. That's not the client you want. That's right? a great point. That. That's it's a like, great point. Oh my point. God. I see that message. I'm like, I want to throw up. Like, I haven't even read it yet, but I just see their name pop up. I'm like, oh frick. And so, you know, we, we talk and, and you, you know, Taylor, we're, we're really starting to work on our health um, and, and creating a good environment health wise and making sure that our stress is very low because we want to live past like 70. Right. And well, I'd say almost, that that's
1: because you're almost there. Um, I'm, yeah, right, I'm, I'm knocking on he the did. door basically to get it in
0: gear, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but stress is a, a really important thing that I don't think enough people talk about, um, and how to manage that. And I'd say that's one of the big things that you should look at.
1: Yeah. So opportunity volume, getting into a, a place where, um, you know, whether that's us or somebody else who can help you bring in that consistency and predictability, that's going to help you be able to make these decisions wisely and effectively and then sometimes, man, you just need to cut it loose, cut the noose. You like the that. goose? Kill the goose. Let it go, and get into an environment like maybe you know our crew on, on on Facebook, and get around people who have this thing down, so that that can start bleeding over to you. And we have a focus on new opportunities. And there are times when we will let a client go, and we'll say, you know what, this isn't a great fit because we have the ability to focus ahead, not backwards. And being yep. able to focus on the new stream of people coming in. And you really got to have that in your business to set this up appropriately. The worst feeling, the worst memory I have from freelancing is having a client. It was a girl. Her name starts with a C. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Having a client who was an idiot being rude to me, and I could not fire her because I didn't have anybody else in place behind her. Yeah. I will never go back to that place. Worst feeling in the world. Yeah, being having to take someone because you need the money, but it's not a good fit. I'll never go back there. And if you're feeling that, then you got to hop into a program with working with somebody somewhere who you trust, who can fix that and help you get out of that. It's the worst place to be. Yeah, absolutely. And
0: we we will invest like pretty much unlimited money to make sure that we don't have that and that our stress is kept low. And so for us, it's you know it's obviously evolved because. We're a multi-million dollar company. Now we have people on our team. And so we're always building that in. And I'd say whatever you can do, like make that shift. Like You have to reduce that in your life. So moral yes. story,
1: the client is not always right. Love it, bro. Love the new look, man. You got that Panther set on, repping the losers. It's great. Wow. All right. Anything else? That's it. That's all I got today. All right, y'all. We'll see you next time for the raw bull peace this is the podcast factory.com